Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. 720 WGN. Thank you so much for joining us. It's 219. Karen Conti is our legal eagle, the person I always reach out to help explain what is happening when it comes to legal issues that are making headlines. And of course, the big one today is the Illinois Supreme Court ruled the provision of the Safety Act ending cash bail to be constitutional. Thank you for joining us, Karen. It's Karen Conti, Conti and Dolan Law Firm. Um, there were a lot of people for and a lot of people against. Where does this leave the average person who might find themselves under arrest and they just don't have the money to bail out? Well, it all depends on what the charges are. If it's a very serious charge like murder, first or second degree, or sexual assault or burglary or carjacking, those people can still be detained prior to trial because they can be deemed by the judge to be a danger to themselves or others. And clearly, uh, they're not going to be letting people out who are charged with those types of crimes. But if you're charged with a misdemeanor or a property crime of some nature or a a lesser crime, you will be free and you will not have bail. And you will be required, of course, to come back to court, to go to all the court proceedings, and you may actually have uh, limits. You may have an ankle bracelet. You may have boundary limits. You may have, um, you can't uh, take drugs or you can't drink. So there can be all kinds of, of, ruling, of kinds of restrictions on you, but just not cash bail. Governor Pritzker said in a quote, we can now move forward with historic reform to ensure pretrial detainment is determined by the danger an individual poses to the community instead of by their ability to pay their way out of jail. And I had read stories, you know, my heart goes out to single moms because I was one and there were single moms who would find themselves in a situation where they could not post bail and they'd be stuck in there for three, four months struggling to find some kind of care for their children. This will eliminate that issue, right? Well, right. And and also think about people who are accused of minor things. First of all, we, we have a presumption of innocence. I know people don't really think that, but we are presumed to be innocent until we get convicted. So during that time, if you put away people who may actually be acquitted or, you know, are going to be in there for two, maybe two years pending trial in Cook County, that could be how long it takes to get to trial. That person is not supporting a family. That person is going to lose their job. That person is not supporting their children. That person is not contributing to society. And the person is probably in danger because Cook County Jail is a very, very dangerous place. And some of these other lockups are just as uh, unsafe. So again, if this person is not a danger and a threat to others on the outside, then that person should not be detained according to this law. And then what happens to bail bondsmen? Isn't this how most of them made their money? Yeah, I don't know. They're going to have to find some other way to make a living, I guess, yeah. right? <laughs> I'm kind of shocked by that because uh, you always see their offices are right around county courthouses or jails throughout the state of Illinois. And that is the predominant way that they made their money. Uh, so yeah. when, 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 it's a, when it's, you know, there was so much opposition, especially in central Illinois and places outside of the city, Uh, Because they wanted to indicate that 
bad people would be released. There's no chance that we're talking about murderers or rapists or people that are committing those type of crimes would ever be released, whether they had money or not, because they are a danger to society, right? Absolutely. And there's a lot of disinformation out there and uh, reputable or pseudo reputable uh, websites were saying all kinds of things that were just not true. And if you look at the statistics when the, in the jurisdictions where they really reformed bail and not eliminated because we're the first here, but where they really reformed the bail system, the, there's the increase in crime. There's, there, there is no increase in crime, either nonviolent or violent. So, you know, the cause of crime is not really how people are punished or detained prior to trial. It has to do with all kinds of other things in our society, you know, and that's too much to go into today. But this is not going to increase crime, would be my very best prediction. Karen Conti is with us, Conti Dolan Law Firm. Karen, um, this is, uh, I, I'm, I, it escaped me. I wanted, it was something, it was a question I was going to ask about this and it just escaped my mind. But I, I agree with you because I don't think, I think there are a lot of people that say, well, this is a crime deterrent, but it's not because when people are in the heat of committing a crime, they're not thinking what the outcome is. They're thinking about how they're going to get away with it. Yeah, I, I just the 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 other thing that I think should be said is that there was this huge argument that the constitution of our of our state basically says that you know bail has there has to be bail. First of all, it doesn't say that, and, and second of all, legislatures can certainly modify what a judge's discretion is. There are sentencing guidelines, there are mandatory minimum sentences, there are all kinds of things that judges are required to consider when they're determining these things. So the idea that this law somehow usurped the power from the judges is just not true, because the judges, and I will say this again, can still detain people if they believe that this person has has violent tendencies or mental illness or whatever it is that presents a danger to society or that will uh, impair them from coming back or maybe fleeing to, you know, somewhere else. Will this be challenged again in a court of law or is it done? Well, I, I, there will probably be a challenge all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. I'm not sure exactly how that's going to work, but uh, my guess is that there will be a challenge since there was such a resounding effort to try to get this thing stricken down. I mean, over 60 prosecutors from all different counties got together on this one. So my guess is that we haven't seen the end of this yet. We had a WGN listener who just called and said their son was shot at not too long ago. The man who shot their son is still in jail, obviously couldn't post bail. Does that mean he gets out? Is this retroactive? Yeah, this is what I don't know exactly what's going to happen. The, the court said that the uh, all the counties have two months until September 18th to get their act together and figure out how this is going to be implemented. But my understanding is that if someone is sitting in prison because they have, uh, they couldn't make bail, then that person could probably go back to court and ask for a ruling under this new law to release them, uh, in, you know, if, if that's appropriate. Again, if this person shot a gun at somebody, my guess is the judge is going to just keep him in jail because he is one of the people the judge is entitled to keep in jail because he's a danger to himself or others. And what about ankle monitoring? This is an independent issue, right? That is still up to the judge. The ankle monitoring never played into whether somebody could post cash bail or not, right? 
Right. This has nothing to do with the limitations that a judge can can re- require. So, you know, in many cases, if you have a drug charge, for instance, you are ordered, uh, if you're released, you're, you're not to do drugs, you're not to take alcohol, you're not to go to bars, you're not to fraternize with people who are felons, you can have an ankle monitor, you, you have boundary limitations. So the judge can do a whole host of other things other than cash bail to make sure the person comes back to court and to make sure the person is not a danger to others. And is there a downside to this new ruling? I don't see it. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't see this as a downside because I still think, I think, in fact, I think the judges are going to detain more people well, these Lisa, days. Our, that's because the, they're, that was, Karen, my wonder, too, because if they're going to keep people who are dangerous, that means there are going to be more people held without bail than there are now. I think that might be the case because when judges said the bond, you know, they some people come up with the money. They borrow money from their family members or what have you. And I think the judges now are going to just, I think they're going to detain more people. Interesting. Thank you for joining us, Karen. All right. Take care, Lisa. Karen Conti, it's Conti Dolan Law Firm. Steve's News is coming up next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent. WGN